Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. One, two, three, four! Rutherford is with us now on the on the uh, studio line. Good to have you, Jr. with us on 101 ESPN. Jr., how are you doing this morning? Uh, doing great, doing great. But I went to the uh, 101 website to see who uh, won the fight. They've got the list up there usually, and today it said, uh, "Man, today it said." Today it said no winner. I didn't yeah. know what happened. TBD. <laughs> it was pretty TBD. bad. TBD. He had a little issue there, yeah. uh, Jr. I don't know if you were listening. This is not, by the way, a Kansas <laughs> vacated sort of situation. Uh, Jr. usually gets me on the phone when I call him with those jokes if, the, if something happens during the fight, and he saved this one. And he, thank I, you. I thought I was going to get, get it by him because he didn't say anything, then he gets me on the uh, air. I appreciate it. Yeah, I would have died with a WNBA uh, question, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jeremy, you have an article right now about this, and I was texting with you about it yesterday, the whole Dalibor-Dvorsky situation. Can you explain exactly what's going on there? Because he only played 10 games over there, and now he's coming back. Is this a positive or a negative situation? I think it's a positive. It's a situation where when these Europeans are drafted by NHL teams at 18 years old, you know, typically they're going to stay in Europe one, two, maybe three years. For a high pick like Dvorsky, it might just be one year. But before he was drafted by the Blues in June, he decided that he was going to play in the top-level uh, league in Sweden instead of playing in the second league, which is where he played last year. So he, he tried to make the jump to that top league, play there. But this is a league where it's men. The average age, I think, on that team is 27 years old. You know, they're playing to win. If they don't win, they get relegated. They go down the division. And so this team wanted to win. It wasn't working out between Dvorsky and, and the team in terms of his uh, development and playing time. And so the Blues saw a situation where they could take him, Brooke, and move him to Canada, play in the uh, Junior Hockey League uh, with, uh, with Sudbury. And now I think he's going to get that ice time, get that development, play in all those roles. So I think this is a positive. You look at it and you don't not quite sure what this all means, but it's a positive in terms of his player development. JR, when you're looking at this Blues team, they won and won, obviously won one in overtime, lost one in overtime. What is the most glaring concern that you may have? It's only two games in, but what would you say is the one issue that needs to be resolved? Yeah, I mean, you could say the power play. I think that's the the easy way out. Of course, that needs to be fixed. And, you know, that's going to go through cycles throughout the year. And they need to get it going for sure. But I would say the offense in general, and that kind of includes the power play. Uh, I think that when I talked to Craig Bruby, I said, hey, is there so much focus on the D that it's kind of limiting the offense right now? The offense will come, but right now guys are so focused in the defensive zone. And he said, no, not really. And, you know, after, after I listened to his answer, you kind of agree with him. 
that uh, they get into the offensive zone. They have chances to set up and create and get some zone time, but just that the passing is off or they're missing on shots. Uh, There's not a lot of chemistry with any of the lines right now in the offensive zone. So to me, that's the biggest concern after two games. Jeremy, I want to ask about the piece that you did regarding the, the defensive system. I thought that the quote from... Colton Pareko, and I don't know if uh, if it means anything or not, but I thought it was interesting. Colton told you, we're adapting to a new system. Well, guys are in their spots and guys have bought in. Should we take out of that that guys maybe didn't buy into last year's system? Yeah, it's a fair question. Uh, you know, that buy-in comes up every single year. Is the team buying in? Is this group buying in? You know, the coach is saying the players aren't buying in. In that case, again, I can't stress enough, it's a, it's a fair question, but I think that's that's just a phrase that probably rolled off of Colton's tongue, you know, answering the question, and he's trying to talk about what guys are doing, and he's trying to give guys credit for playing the system, and he's saying that they're buying in. I think if we had him, you know, uh, taking a lie detector test there, I don't think that he would be implying that they weren't buying in last year. Now, we can all say that they weren't, and there's probably some players on the team that believe that they weren't, uh, but I think that in this situation, he's talking about, hey, got a new system. And uh, guys are willing to block shots. Craig Burby said the other day, you guys saw it, he wants them to block more shots. But I think for the most part, we've seen these guys step up and, and want to play the system that the coaches have installed. And JR, for those that don't subscribe to The Athletic, they should. I love the way you use video to teach us about the new defensive system. And it really does paint the picture in a different light for me as somebody who didn't play the sport. And I, I really do appreciate the, the photos and the video that you use to help us learn about this new system. Yeah, thanks for saying that. And one thing that I I try to say, you know, you don't have this communication with all the people who are reading it, but you have this opportunity here with you is, uh, you know, when you're cutting these clips and you're cutting a clip of a good block or a good back check or, you know, a guy's playing physical in front of the net, we all know what that looks like. And I don't think that even hockey fans need to see a replay of a guy being physical in front of the net. But I think what those clips allow is to reinforce and show you, hey, I know you watch the game. But here's three or four or five video clips that I can re-show you, you can watch, and it just points out what the Blues are doing different. So that's why I think those clips are valuable. Jordan Bennington obviously has looked really good so far this season, and hopefully that will continue. What is the biggest differences that you've noticed with him? And of course, this is such a smaller sample size, just two games into the season. But what differences have you noticed from him early on? Yeah, he's really dialed in, which I think he's been dialed in in the past. I think Jordan Bennington... And I heard uh, Bernie Federico say it earlier, you know, just such a competitor. Uh, I, I haven't talked to Jordan Biddington about this, but I'm, I'm just trying to, to read his mind. You know, he doesn't want to be in a situation, nor does anybody, but especially Jordan Biddington, where they're, you know, 3-8-3 and three after the first stretch of the season. Like he's saying, okay, from day one, practice one, game one, I'm going to be locked in and I'm going to give our team the best chance to win. And again, everybody's doing that. But, but he's really playing well. And I think that uh, he's kind of, you talk about adapting to the system. He's adapting to the system. I think he likes the coverage in front. I have talked to him about that. He said guys are, you know, playing it to a tee. Guys are sacrificing their body. And these long shots, now look, some of these long shots are going to get tipped, deflected, get past Jordan Bennington. It's going to happen. But for the most part, they've been allowing him to see these shots and get in front of them. So he's playing really, really well. And if you had to talk to him about it, I would think that he doesn't want this team to get off to a bad start and see some of that stuff pop up that we saw last year. JR, two of my favorite players are younger guys, Torpchenko and, and Tyler Tucker. Tucker obviously scored the first goal of the season. Torpchenko being moved up to the second line. What have you seen from those young guys so far this season? And, and 
Torpchenko playing on that second line, what can that do for him uh, for this Blues for that second line? Yeah, really good. And, and I think uh, Torpchenko, Craig Bruby said, earned it. He deserved to go up on that second line with uh, with uh, Braden Shen and Kasperi Kapanen, and, and I agree. I mean, you can make the case, hey, you got a young guy and, and Jake Neighbors, he's got some upside, he's got some middle six ability. Why not give him a shot there? Well, guess what? Torpchenko's skating his butt off. He's in the right place. You know, that's the one thing, Gary, that Craig Bruby keeps saying about Torpchenko is he gets to the spot on time, and that's such a big thing in hockey. He's, he's in the spot, laying hits. Uh, and I think that he deserved it. Speaking of those video clips, Randy, that, that video clip of Torpchenko skating back from the offensive zone all the way to the defensive zone to break up that pass that could have been a goal by Jaden Schwartz. So he's played great. I think he'll be there until we see Buchnevich back. And then with Tyler Tucker, yeah, he's playing physical and, he, and he's doing a lot of the things that we've seen from uh, Robert Bortuzzo the past couple of years. It's like a changing of the guard here, I think, with Tyler Tucker uh, getting in there. And by the way, yesterday I was sitting at uh, Scott Prinovich's locker stall and Tucker walked by and he said, hey, Tuck, it's about time for a haircut, buddy, don't you think? So it uh, <laughs> looks like Tucker's starting to uh, to look the role, too, here. Hey, JR, before we let you go, the Blues are going to unveil the names in their 2024 Hall of Fame class tonight. I, For me... I will be disappointed if Mike Leute doesn't make it. Do you have somebody where you say, man, I, I really hope, and I, I, all of us would love to see Keith Kachuk be elected as well, but is there somebody for you that you would like to see more than the other guys? Yeah, I think that uh, Mike is definitely one of those guys. I deal with him on a regular basis. Uh, as Bernie mentioned, he's the agent for Jordan Bennington, so I see Mike uh, quite a bit. He was here recently in town. Um, the five guys that I voted for, I'll just give them to you here. Lynn Patrick, he was here from day one. Um, I don't know that he'll have much of a chance, but he's the guy that brought in a Scotty Bowman and kind of got things rolling from day one. Emil Francis, general manager uh, that we know for a long time and, and brought in the, those players, Bernie Federico, Brian Sutter, uh, Mike Liute that were so key to that success in the uh, early 80s. And then Keith Kachuk and Pavel Dimitra round out my uh, top five here. Kachuk for obvious reasons. And Dimitra, I know Blues fans realize he was a great player for St. Louis, but go back and look at the offensive statistical categories. Goals, assists, he's eighth in both, and points, he's seventh. He's right there in the top ten in all three categories. Pavel Dimitra really deserving, but we'll find out tonight. Uh, sometime in that first period. But Mike, you're right, would probably be that guy that I think he's a shoe-in and should be in in the second class. And I will give you, since you gave us uh, your votes, I'll give you mine. Players, Liu was number one, Kachuk was two, Oates, Steen, and Demetra. And my builders were Emil Francis, Susie Matthew, and Ron Caron. Yeah, yep. Definitely Susan Matthew. You could write a book about her and what she did for this organization. No doubt. JR, we love your work at The Athletic, and we love that you join us every Thursday here on the opening drive. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. See you later. Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues Insider from The Athletic on 101 ESPN.